This is Industry Matters, powered by VGM, a podcast about community, belonging, and connections. VGM is a member service organization uniting large and small, durable and home medical equipment providers across the nation. VGM also serves the respiratory, complex rehab, wound care, women's health mastectomy, home accessibility, and orthotics and prosthetics communities. Today I have Paul DeMarco with me. Paul is Vice President of Organizational Development at VGM Group and is here to talk to us about StrengthsFinder. Welcome to the show, Paul. Hey, thanks, Lindy. Happy to be here. Can you start by maybe telling us a little about yourself, perhaps about your role and your journey at VGM? Sure. Yeah, I've been with been with VGM for 10 years now. It's 10 years in May. I had a background in sales and marketing at, at some other businesses locally and was fortunate enough to meet Mike Malero a, a while back and came into VGM. Actually, my first job was with VGM Forbin, which is our web marketing company, web development company, and spent a little over a year there, about a year and a half. And then we actually created VGM Marketing back in 2011. Now, we didn't have a centralized marketing service department, so I was fortunate enough to be able to build that from the ground up. Did that for about four and a half years. Then there was another opportunity uh, for some movement and became president of VGM Education, leading our 70,000 of our online learners nationwide uh, within the long-term care and the HME communities uh, with online education platform. Did that for a couple of years. And then Mike came back to me. He was, he was CEO at that point about three years ago. And he says, you know what? VGM is going to be growing. We need to develop our people, develop our, our managers. And so we created a, the organizational development department. So I'm a department of one at this point and, and working on our training and development programs and working with all of our business units as far as how to enhance the leadership and management capabilities of our leaders and of our employees. Can you remind everybody just how big is VGM Group as a whole in terms of number of employees? Yeah, I'll give you a little bit of example of, of our growth. When I started back in 2010, we I think I was employee number 551. So we had about just over 550 employees at, at that time. Wow. And now we're a little over a thousand. And probably, I think Mike had a seven-year plan that uh, we'd probably double the size of our company. So 2024, I think the plan is that we'll probably be about 16, 1,700 employees. So we'll continue to grow. We've seen growth in the last, obviously, few years. And we're continuing to grow even, you know, as this podcast is being reported, we're in the middle of our pandemic and work from home, working remote, but VGM's still strong and we're still growing. So it's exciting to see. Yes, it definitely is. So what is StrengthsFinder? StrengthsFinder is a program that was born from the Gallup Corporation. You might have heard from Gallup as far as doing a lot of polling and surveys, maybe on the political side, things like that. But they're really ingrained in the business and educational markets. And a gentleman by the name of Don Clifton was a psychologist back in the 50s and 60s. He started doing some work in the educational field, but also in business. And he determined that we really live in a weakness-fixing society. And so he, from a psychological standpoint, he wanted to look into that. And he found that for managers or for educators that really focus on what's right with people rather than what's wrong with them, that those people, those employees actually were more productive. They were more engaged in work. So he developed a surveying tool. And over the decades, he's done close to 25 million surveys of people around the world. And he's developed this program that's called Strength Finders. Actually, Gallup renamed it the Clifton Strength Finders a, a number of years ago in honor of Don Clifton. And it really just is a research-based program to determine what our talents are 
And then how we can, if we can develop those into strengths and if managers can help employees develop to work in their strength zone, that uh, employees are going to be more engaged and they're going to be more fulfilled in life. So that, that's what the program is in a nutshell. Great. That really makes a lot of sense because it's so easy to focus on our weaknesses or where we feel like we struggle. How did you discover the program and its potential benefits to an organization as large as VGM Group? Probably about six, seven years ago, we employed a local consultant. He ran a very successful accounting and technology business for years in, in our area. And when he was getting ready for retirement, retired, we kind of brought him on as a management consultant. And he was a strengths coach, a, a strength finders coach. So he introduced strength finders to us, to the management team within VGM. And that's how the majority of us got introduced to the strength finders program. And we've used it at the surface level for a number of years. When I took on this position of organizational development, within the last year, I determined, you know, we could really use it more. So I looked into it, found out how to become a certified strengths coach. About the same time, we had different business units that wanted to get their managers more involved in the strengths program. So it was just a happy coincidence that I was planning on becoming certified in the program and we had other business units that wanted to do more with it. And so I went and got certified back in December at Gallup and have been moving full steam ahead with being a kind of an in-house consultant and a strength coach with the program. What happens from your standpoint, what you've seen when a person focuses on his or her strengths versus a mindset more centered around what I'm not so good at? Yeah, there's a quote or saying that Don Clifton kind of came up with that and kind of goes something like this. It's It isn't until people know what makes them talented and unique that they know how to perform better in their job or how to find a job that's a better fit for them. So just because you're in a job doesn't mean that that that's the best one for you. But if you understand where your talents lie and and where your best fit is, you you can probably find maybe find a better job for you or how to do it better. So we can build better relationships. We can be a better teammate. We can feel like we're improving. and, And if we can get to that point every single day, we're going to be happier. So throughout the course of doing the Strength Finders program, what Gallup has found is with all their statistical analysis is that people are three times as likely to report having an excellent quality of life. And they're six times as likely to be engaged in their jobs if they're working within their strength zone. So that's really what we see as the goal, as the benefit of teaching somebody about, you know, just the self-awareness of what their strengths are, where their talents lie. But then when a manager understands that about themselves, and then they can engage their employees, the people on their team to work within their strength zone, employees are going to be more fulfilled, they're going to be more engaged, and the business is just going to thrive. So talk to us a little bit about engagement. So we hear about employee engagement so much. We know it's important. Obviously at VGM, we've invested in an organizational development department that not every company invests in. So can you talk to us a little bit about employee engagement and why it matters? Yeah, you can't make somebody engaged. (laughs) It has to be their choice. And a lot of times, Engagement and satisfaction are considered the same thing, but they are actually they are much different. An employee can be satisfied with the fact that there's free coffee or that there's a break room where they can go take a break or that they have two weeks of vacation. They can be satisfied with those types of things, but they might not be engaged in what's going on and engaged with their team or mentally engaged to be 
producing 100% efficiency, you know, with what they're doing, or even, you know, 75% efficiency. So there is a difference between satisfaction and engagement. And you really don't know about engagement unless, you know, just like any metric, you have to be able to measure it. So there's a lot of different tools out there. Gallup has a tool, it's called their Q12 measurement tool. Um, We use a different tool, which is part of a top workplaces program that we take advantage of. And and we measure employee engagement on some cultural levels and then on some tactical levels to determine if people are, you know, engaged in what they're doing at work. So again, what Gallup has found through their, their research is that when employees are engaged, there's a 12 to 19% improvement in productivity. And so understanding, you know, getting people to be engaged, the, the quickest way to do that is allowing them to do the things that they're good at rather than telling them what to do, set the goal, engage them, find out what they're good at and allow them to do it. And they're going to be happier. And if they're happier, they're going to produce more. And how do managers play a part in this? 70% of the time, the reason people leave an organization is because of the manager. And that's that's been proven a, a lot of different ways. Gallup has proven it a lot of different ways in, in different surveys. They actually put out a book last year that's called It's the Manager. And they've determined over years, over decades, that a manager exponentially affects the activity within an organization. Because if a manager is managing five people, if a manager is managing 50 people, whatever the number is, that manager's performance or their attitude or the way they go about things is affecting that many other people. So if they're positively affecting them, then those five people or those 50 people are going to be more positive in what they do. So it's just an exponential effect. Likewise, if they do it negatively, it's going to negatively affect the situation. We all know of people, and maybe we've been in the situation or we understand the concept anyway, that the best salesperson isn't necessarily going to be the best sales manager. So you need to really look at the way that people manage so that they can positively affect the people on their team. From an organizational perspective, what positive impact do you see strength-based leading or learning having on an organization? Are there any personal stories at VGM that you'd be able to share with us? You know, it's awareness. I've had in doing a lot of these individual coaching sessions with different managers, I love to see the light bulb go off, you know, in in people's heads when they're going, oh, that makes so much more sense. For example, I was doing a session a number of months ago and without getting into too much detail within the strengths program, there are four domains that the 34 strength themes are broken up into. There's strategic thinking and influencing and executing and relationship building. And this person I was talking with didn't have any influencing themes in their top 10. And she was a little bummed. She goes, I'm kind of bummed that I don't have any influencing, you know, in, in my top 10. And she, she looked at that as like it was a negative. And I said, well, let's look at it this way. Talk to me about a project that you just completed that was successful. So she explained it to me and the team that she worked on. And I asked her, well, how did they know what to do? And she explained to me how they knew what to do and how she told them and how she conveyed their progress and, you know, what was going on. And I said, and what was the result of of the project? And she told me, and it was very successful. I said, so how did you influence people? Well, what I did was, and she kind of starts rattling it off and then she stops and she looks at me and she smiles. And that's when the light bulb went off. She goes, I get it. I influence people by using my strategic thinking and executing. And so it's just that understanding of where your strength zone is and then becoming comfortable with that so that you don't feel like you're deficient 
because again, strengths is working on what is right with people. And sometimes we have to think about ourselves, what's right with us. And let's work on that rather than what's wrong with us and trying to fix it. If we just make that mental leap, which I've seen over and over again, as I've done these individual sessions, people are now getting more comfortable with, oh, you know what? I can just work on what I'm good at and not necessarily spend time on these, what I perceive to be negatives. No, just work on what's right. And people are happier and people are more authentic. So that's kind of really what I've seen that the biggest thing. People being able to capitalize on those strengths to help them through whatever situation they're in. People are just utilizing strengths differently to influence people, for instance. Or if you don't have a lot of thinking strengths, you're using your more influence people strengths to kind of cross that bridge for you from a thinking standpoint. Exactly. You don't, you can't see it, but I'm nodding my head. And a, a good example of it is, and again, there are 34 themes in this program that are ranked for everybody and everybody's unique in their way. Positivity is one of those strengths. So we probably all know somebody that leads with positivity. It might be in their top five. And they just always look at not only the glass is half full, the glass is full. You know, there's always something good that's going to come of it. Well, positivity is number 32 out of 34 for me. I am not naturally that positive person. When I explain that to people, they kind of look at me and go, well, no, we, I see that you, know, you look at things and we look at you as a positive person. I said, yes, but how does that positivity come out? And it's because of I've got more ideation and activation and, and different types of things where I'm making things happen and making things move. And so they see that as positive movement, but I'm not necessarily a positivity type of a person. So there's all of these yings and yangs and balances that kind of go through that whole program. So I just find it interesting every time I, I speak with somebody about that. Yeah. My top two, as many times as I've taken, I think I've taken it maybe three or four times. It's always competition achiever. They've, they flip flop. <laughs> so sometimes it's achiever yeah. competition. Most of the time it's achiever competition, but I've always yep. had, well, in my old company, we called it strengths envy. So I've always had strengths envy of people that have woo and people that have strategic, because I don't have those. Yeah. I've never had those two in my top five. But this example in particular, I always have wanted strategic in my top five, but I feel like I am strategic because I'm achiever competition. So in order to achieve, in order to to feel like I'm winning in whatever I'm doing, I get very strategic. Exactly. A great example of that. I did a coaching session recently with one of our employees who immigrated from Venezuela. And she leads with, of the eight strategic thinking themes, she has seven of them in her top 10. Wow. And so it just means that when she's going to do something, she's always organizing it in her head first and gathering information and strategically thinking. And she's very futuristic. But she communicates exceptionally well, especially for somebody as, with English as a second language. And she's a manager, so she's managing some of our other people. And you know, we, we've got our employee recognition ceremony. We, we had that back in January, and she was up for one of the awards, and, and she actually won one of the awards. And I remember, and I, I told her this, when she got up to give her speech, she, we, everybody could tell she was so nervous, but she just spoke from the heart, and it was a very moving might've been 45 seconds that she talked. It wasn't very long at all, but it was, I just still remember that night vividly. It was back in January. So we talked about that in her coaching session here just recently. 
she had all of her notes typed out on her phone because again, she's very organized and you know she strategically thinks about everything she wants to say. But she goes, I got so nervous that I just spoke. And I said, all right, let's look at one of your themes that's way down at the bottom, which is called WOO, W-O-O, which stands for, and you mentioned it, WOO, winning others over. That's what WOO stands for. So somebody with WOO can walk into a room and just feel like I want to meet everybody. You know, they're the person that can make chit chat with anybody. Well, that's not this person at all. They're very structured, organized, things like that. And, and I said, but with your speech, you won people over. And so, you know, we can't get caught up in what the definitions of what these 34 themes are. We'll get it done, but we're just going to get it done in our own way. So she was organized in her thoughts enough to be able to speak from her heart and she won people over. So yeah, she most definitely did. She had a great speech that night. Yeah. So I hear, I, I hear what you're saying as far as, you know, strengths envy. And part of my message is, is that let's not try to be something that we're not, but understand really what we're good at and then get to that point where we want to and, and work on what's right with us rather than trying to develop something that we're just not. So I wish we had time to dive into all 34 strengths. It's very interesting. And if you get the book, <laughs> you, you really can read about every single one. And yep. you had mentioned that four buckets or categories that they fall into. Can you just dive into those a little bit and give us an idea of what four different segments the strengths fall into? Yeah. So what, they, what they've done is they kind of categorize them and they call them strength domains. So there's strategic thinking, which is how you gather information to make better decisions. That's one domain. Another domain is influencing. And influencing is about how you kind of take control of a situation, how you get yourself heard and how you allow other people to be heard. So it's influencing. The third one is relationship building. And again, that that's probably the most easily understood. It's just how you build relationships, how you keep the team together. And then the last one is executing. And that's how you get things done. You know, how you execute, how you get things done. Now, we don't necessarily focus on that too much for the individual, because the individual is just focused on, you know, their, their strength themes and, and how they can develop those better. Where the domains come in is in a team environment. So if you look at a team of, let's say, 10 people, and you have a grid of all 34 strengths, and you mark the top 10 for everybody, you'll see where they all lie within these four domains. And again, I've had conversations where people say, oh, well, we don't have very many in the strategic thinking domain, so I need to bring more people onto the team with more strategic thinking. And I'm going, no, no, not necessarily. The first question is, what does this team need to do? Because if this team is tasked with just getting things done, then that's executing. And if they're very high in executing, then you've got the right people on the team. So it's you know, we can't pigeonhole, but it's good to know maybe where some of the holes are in case if there is a person on your team that is, is high in strategic thinking and maybe you need your planning for the future and maybe they've got futuristic as one of their top themes, engage them in the conversation. You know, it's not about balancing. It's not that you have to have this many, this many, this many, this many in each theme. It's recognizing the uniqueness of every individual and then using their talents accordingly. So it's more about being aware of the makeup of that team. Exactly. So let's take a look at the 
the C-level, the executive level of any organization. Do many C-level executives, are they responsible for actually getting things done on a day in and day out? Now, I'm talking about the actual nuts and bolts of what go on in a business. Typically not. They typically probably will rely on more strategic thinking, maybe more influencing, but that doesn't mean that they have to have strategic thinking, but typically you'll see that more because they're thinking futuristically and they're, and they're, they're analyzing and things like that. Whereas you get a frontline operations group, whether it be a call center or a warehouse or something like that, where it's the people and the managers that are actually getting things done every day, you'll probably see them more on the executing and relationship building side of things. But that doesn't mean that they have to do it that way, but it's, it's just kind of understanding what the team is tasked with and then working with the makeup accordingly. If there's a huge disconnect, then you can get some coaching involved to find out is it a disconnect in the way we look at it or is it a truly a disconnect in the way that that business unit is operating? Talk to us about a leader that is putting a team together from scratch for a project and how you would have them use a strengths chart to determine who to put on that team or not. Would it work that way? What Gallup says is that Clifton Strengths Finders is not to be used as a selection tool. So you don't necessarily want to determine if somebody is going to be good for a job just by looking at their strengths report, because any profile report like this, you know, personality report or these strength reports, things like that, they're not a definition of a person, they're a description of the person. The definition comes in how that person actually puts those attributes into play. So for example, this person I was talking about that had all of this strategic thinking. Well, they manage one of our warehouse groups, people that are, you know, active and task oriented all day long. She just comes about it from a different mental perspective. There are other managers in that same group that lead with almost all executing themes, you know, achiever and competition and things like that. So you can't pigeonhole a person just by what you look at on a report. You really have to kind of get to know them and see how they're going to react in a situation, how they're going to act, how they act with other people, and then task them accordingly. Everybody has five top strengths, but is everybody a hard worker? Is everybody motivated? Is everybody have those characteristics that makes them a good teammate or a good leader? Not necessarily. Yeah. And much of the time, it's because they've been affected by a manager for that not to come to fruition. That doesn't maybe focus on their strengths with them. Right. Now that's not, I mean, it's a two-way street. You know, there are people that just are not engaged in life, that are just not engaged at work. And there could be a lot of reasons. And many times we'll never know because they keep it close to themselves. They keep it personal. It's, you know, we all have personal lives that could affect what's going on at work. The number one job of a manager is to get results through other people, not to get results themselves, but to engage their team, to engage their employees, to achieve the results. A manager cannot tell, they can, but it doesn't usually work that way because if you tell somebody to get something done and force them to do it, you're not engaging them. And typically when employees are not engaged, they've been beaten down that way in previous jobs or with their existing manager or things like that. So that's really 
you know, one of our main focal points is, again, getting back to the best salesperson might not be the best sales manager because the best salesperson got things done on their own. Well, when they go to, to lead a sales team, they might not know how to engage other people. So it might be that the best manager might not know how to sell at all, but they can really work with people and engage the people and to, and to find what works best for them and to engage them to be high producers. So it's a really difficult concept for a lot of managers and business owners to kind of grab onto that. How can I have a manager who hasn't done it before? We've got it all throughout VGM as we've grown. Anything else, Paul, that you'd like to mention on StrengthsFinder before we wrap up? You know, there are certified strengths coaches around the world. So if you're listening to this and wondering, how can somebody help me with this? Well, number one, I'm always happy to, you know, speak with people specifically to our members. It's part of the services, not, you know, just to kind of talk, to kind of give you options and ideas, but happy to work with our members as far as figuring some of this type of stuff out. But you can also go to gallup.com slash Clifton Strengths. Again, Gallup is G-A-L-L-U-P. So gallup.com slash Clifton Strengths. I mean, there's an S at the end of strengths. And to learn more about the program, you can find a certified coach probably in your area. There's a whole resource section online so you can find coaches close to you. But again, it kind of comes back to what Don Clifton said. Imagine if we focused on what is right with people versus what's wrong with them. You know, the world would be a better place and everybody would be happier, more engaged and more fulfilled. So that's really what we're trying to do at VGM. And that's hopefully what a lot of business owners, a lot of managers will try to do as well. Thank you, Paul, so much for joining us today and all this great information. I know we will also have a resource on the podcast site and also contact information for you as well for any members that want to get hold of you. Yeah. Happy to help. Great. Thanks again. We really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Take care.